Well, hey, hey everybody, nice do, Michael. I think I had that same haircut uh, 15 years ago. I'm not sure either one of us are rocking it very well, but it, it's great to be with you, VCDC family. Great to share with you this morning. Hope you're doing well. Um, I'm so glad that we're doing this series that we're calling A Season of Rest, because I know for me personally, I find that rest is not something that I do naturally very well. It's something that I know God is going to probably spend the rest of my life trying to work on in me and transforming me. And so now that we're in this season where we're kind of being forced to rest, uh, and we have been for some time now, I can really sense that God is doing a lot in me personally, and I hope and pray that he's doing a lot in this series uh, in you as well. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but in the last couple of weeks as we've been in this series, we've been basically following the disciples. We've been following the disciples from the time of the resurrection of Jesus, and we're going to continue until we get to Pentecost here next weekend. And so there's this, that time period was about a 50-day time period in which the disciples were kind of unsure of what was going on. You know, Jesus was alive and it was amazing and this miracle. And, and they're kind of like, okay, but now what next? And what are we doing now? And, and Jesus is appearing to people and he's having meals with people, but he doesn't seem super like gung-ho, action-filled, get stuff done. And I often wonder where the disciples, Peter, James, John, were those guys like wondering, okay, when are we going to start really doing the stuff now, Jesus? When, is, when are we going to get out there and make things happen? And yet we don't really see that. And, and so I wonder if they're feeling quite kind of unsure of what is going on. And the story that we're going to look at and talk about today, which takes place in the first book of Acts, uh, happens exactly 40 days since Jesus' resurrection, 40 days of basically kind of being unsure and kind of just hunkering down and waiting. And what we find to be, what I find really interesting and even more than I think a coincidence is that uh, yesterday was exactly 40 days, if I'm doing my math right, I could be off a little bit, but exactly 40 days from when we in Ohio have been sheltering in place. So I often wonder like how we, finding ourselves in a very similar time span of season of kind of waiting and wondering what, when is this all going to end and when are we going to get to go and kind of do this stuff and, and get back out there. Um, and so I think the story that we're going to look at today, I think the story that we're going to look at today, we can, it's such an invitation for us to look at this story and, and say, God, what are you trying to teach us about our, what you want to do in our lives today in this season that we're finding ourselves in. And, uh, and so we're gonna look at, we're gonna look at this story and essentially what Jesus is basically gonna tell the disciples is he's gonna say, wait, keep waiting. Keep waiting and rest in the promise of God. Rest in the promise of God and hold on to that promise during this time. So let's look at Acts chapter one and, and I would encourage you to read the whole chapter sometime today or this week, but we're gonna focus on just a few of the verses starting off in, in verse four. So let me read that to you. It says this. On one occasion, while he, Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Wait for the gift my father promised. Wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then they gathered around and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? 
And he said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid them, or hid him from their sight. So, so in this story, Jesus ascends to heaven, but before he does that, the very last thing he tells them, the disciples, is to wait, to keep waiting, to basically stay where you're at, stay in Jerusalem, to shelter in place, because God has something, uh, a promise that he's going to fulfill for you, and you need to hold on to and wait and rest in that promise. Uh, that's going to be so good. But let's be honest, nobody likes to wait, right? We don't like to wait. Do you remember when you were a little kid and your birthday was coming? You're like, I can't wait to ask for this for my birthday. I know uh, my kids will, will say that about certain things that they're hoping to get or want. And I'll look at them and say, your birthday's like not for nine months. You're not even going to care about those things <laughs> come, come time of your birthday, right? And then you, you become a teenager, right? Some of you are watching this, you're teenagers, and you're waiting for things. You're waiting maybe to get your license, get your first car, maybe waiting to have your first girlfriend or boyfriend, right? We wait for things as we get older. As we become adults, it doesn't change. We keep waiting for things. It doesn't really even get easier. They just get bigger. You know, we wait for our first job or maybe a better job, or we wait for, um, we wait to be able to afford our first home, or we wait for retirement. And right now we find ourselves in this season where we're all waiting for this common thing, which is so unusual. Uh, to be living in a time we're all waiting for one basically thing to change. We're waiting for this COVID-19 thing to die down. We're waiting for a, a vaccine to be discovered. We're waiting for um, to be able to hug our family and friends, to go sit at a restaurant and actually eat in a restaurant. We're waiting for all these things to go back to normal or at least somewhat normal. And, and, and I think Jesus is telling the disciples, you know, in this story that, that that they need to keep waiting. They need to keep waiting because God has something that he's promised them that he's going to fulfill, that he's going to fulfill. But what if we don't want to wait anymore, right? I know I'm tired of waiting. I know so many of you are probably so tired of waiting for this. What do we do when we're experiencing that? I'm sure the disciples were super anxious. Jesus, let's like show off your new resurrected body, right? Let's get out there you know, let's, let's go show those Pharisees, those Romans, you know, that you're alive, that things are well, that you, you're full of power, full of getting things done. And they're so excited uh, to want to do that. And yet you just tell them to keep waiting, waiting and holding on to this promise. Do you ever get anxious, stir crazy, nervous? I'm sure many of you are feeling that right now for things to change. You know, I've shared this before, but but my personality, I've, ever since I was a little kid, I've, I've really struggled with anxiety. I've really struggled with um, trying to get things done, make things happen. I've, I've often believed or misbelieved this lie, this myth that, that I have to take care of myself, that I have to make things happen, that I have to control the narrative of the story of my life. Do you notice the pattern there? It's I, 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 I have to do all these things. And God is working on me in, in that area big time. 
But I know when I get squeezed, when I get squeezed like I've been squeezed, like we've all been squeezed in this season uh, of sheltering in place, that I tend to be tempted to fall back into those ruts, into that rut of making things happen and not being willing to wait very well. And so God is, is really working on uh, me in that area. And the problem is, is that the, one of the reasons why I'm so tempted to fall back into that rut is because I temporarily have gotten lots of praise for that. I've temp, you know, people will say things like, Andrew, you're a, you're a go-getter. Andrew, you know, you get things done. Andrew seems to, to be able to juggle all these different things at once. And so I get that praise and that feeds this, this part of my soul, but it doesn't, it feeds it with junk food. Because in the end, I just feel more restless and more hungry for real peace, for a real um, a sense of God's presence in my life and trying to learn to trust in him during this season. Uh, can you relate to this? Can you relate to that? Uh, have you ever gotten ahead or tried to get ahead of God's timing? You know, try to, you know he's asking you to wait for something, he's promised you something, but you're just pushing ahead anyways, you're driving forward anyways, just trying to make it happen. You know, I've never have I ever once done that and it worked out uh, to my benefit. Never once have I gotten to the end of that and, and felt peace. I've always left with exhaustion and been in places of uh, emotionally very unhealthy places when I try to push forward ahead of what God is doing. But when instead I, I recognize I've dropped into that rut, I take a step back and I, and I ask God to give me the grace to wait on his timing, that's when I experience that peace that Michael talked about last weekend. That's when I experience and, and, and feel good about where I'm at and where he's got me and that he's gonna take care of all of my needs, that he's gonna fulfill the promises uh, that he has for me. You may have heard this before, but you know, whenever we pray and ask God for something, he, he often answers us in one of three ways, right? He often says, he'll say yes, he'll say no, and oftentimes he'll say wait. He'll say wait. Yeah, that's not a bad thing to ask for, but wait. Wait for my timing in, uh, in that answer. And I find that to be his most common response to me often is that, that wait response. In my house, I like to describe it as it's... it's uh, it's like the idea of having chicken nuggets versus steak. Now, let me explain that because I know that makes no sense. But, you know, my kids are hungry for dinner. You know, they'll come up to me and say, Dad, when's dinner? I'm starving. If I don't get food right now, I'm going to die, right? And, and I'm, I look at them and I say to them, you know, oh, when was, when was the last time you had a snack? I had a snack. Like, it's been like an hour. If I don't eat something really quick, Dad, seriously, uh, uh, my stomach hurts so bad. And, you know, I lovingly will look at them and say, well, you know what? Hey, I have been marinating this steak all day long and it's almost ready to go onto the grill. And if you could just wait like 30 minutes, it, this delicious steak, we're gonna have this great meal together. And so often, unfortunately, they'll look at me and they'll beg me and they'll say, Dad, can you just make me some chicken nuggets in the microwave? Like, that way I can just eat like right now. And, and they, they would totally do that if I let them every time, I think. They would miss out, they would, they would choose soggy, mushy, from a frozen bag chicken nuggets, you know, over waiting 30 more minutes for this delicious, you know, marinated steak on the grill. Too often, I think in our lives that we, we are unwilling to wait for God to, to fulfill the promise, and we try to make that promise happen, and we settle. 
We settle for so much less when he has so much more for us. You know, but how do we wait on God when we're so hungry, when we, when we haven't eaten in an hour like my children and had a snack and we think we're going to die? How do we wait uh, on God during really difficult seasons like this one that we're in? You know, well, I'll tell you, one of the th ways that I find helpful to do that is to look forward with faith. I have to look back on God's faithfulness. To look forward with faith, I have to look back on God's faithfulness. I have to remind myself of all the times he's been faithful to fulfill the promises in the past and to know that he will do that in the future for me as well. You know, in my own personal life, but also in the Bible. We look at the stories in the Bible all the time. We see that if you're a follower of God, then you're a part of a group of people who are a group of people who are used to waiting and who are used to being a group of people of promise and waiting on the promises of God. You know, you look at, at Noah. Noah waited uh, for God, for the flood to come and for God to rescue him from that flood. And it turned out to be true. God fulfilled his promise and, and saved Noah and his family. And that. You know, you look at the story of Abraham and Sarah who waited to like being 100 years old and 80 years old respectively. They waited so long to have a son. God promised them a son and that that son would, his, their, their descendants would become a great nation and they had to wait. But it turned out to be true. God fulfilled his end of the deal and fulfilled that promise. Moses and the Hebrew people, they waited uh, to be led out of slavery into the promised land. And it turned out to be true. God fulfilled that promise as well. And then for hundreds of years, all the prophets, you know, so many of the Israelites, they waited for the promise of the Messiah. And then it turned out to be true. Jesus came. God fulfilled that promise. And here in this story today, Jesus is asking the disciples to wait once more, to wait and hold on to the promise that God has an amazing gift for them, has an amazing gift for them. And so we can too, that, we can hold on to those promises too because God always fulfills his promises. Never once has God ever not fulfilled one. And you may have heard this said about people that you know, the, the best predictor of future behavior is to look at their past behavior. And that is so true about God. When we look at his past behavior of always fulfilling his promises, we can trust him uh, and hold on to those promises during this season because he will fulfill them. He will fulfill them. But, but that's easier said than done, right? What happens when it's really difficult? What happens when we find ourselves in really difficult situations? So many of you right now are in really exhausting, trying, difficult circumstances and you want to wait and hold on to the promises of God, but it's just so hard. How do you do that then? How do you do that then? Well, this week, my family and I, we went on a walk uh, just down our lane. We have a long driveway, gravel drive. We went down this lane uh, down our from our house, and we were walking, just goofing off, having fun. And halfway down the lane, all of a sudden, there was this bird sitting in the middle of our driveway, squawking at us and making a bunch of noise and puffing up its feathers. And I'll show you a picture real quick of this bird sitting in the middle of our driveway. But... um. But, but I had seen this bird for weeks now, and it's always in the exact same spot in the middle of the driveway as I've been driving in and out. I almost hit it every single time, and I think, why are you sitting in this exact same spot every single time? That, what, such a dangerous place. 
Why are you putting yourself in this difficult circumstance or being in such trying time? Why don't you go, you know, sit up in a tree or nest or at least away from the driveway? And for the very first time, I realized why when we were on this walk. I realized that this bird was sitting on a nest of four beautiful speckled eggs. That this bird, she was waiting. She was waiting and holding on to the promise that if she just keeps waiting in this really difficult situation, that in a few days, in a few weeks, that those beautiful eggs would turn into four beautiful little babies. Holding on to the promise that she'd be, you know, get to see her children, that she'd be united with her family, that this season would end for her soon if she just held on to the promise that this truth, uh, of the truth that this will end soon. And I think we can learn something from that. We can learn in this difficult season that if we're just willing to wait on God, and trust in Him, that He will see us through this difficult season, this difficult, trying time. You know, in the story uh, of the book of Acts that we read, you know, the disciples, they think they know what this promise of God is going to look like. They think they know that this is going to be the time that, that Jesus is going to restore Israel to the way that it was. They ask Him that. They ask Him in these verses that we read, is this the time that you're going to restore Israel? back to the good old days, the golden ages of, of King David, of King Solomon, when everything was right and everything was, was good. And Jesus kind of deflects the question. He says, that's not for you to know. You don't need to worry about that. Then he says, but the promise that God is going to fulfill is one that's actually even greater than that. It may not seem like it, but it's actually even greater than that. It's the promise of himself. It's the promise of the Holy Spirit coming and living in and on us. That's the promise that is going to be fulfilled in this time. And I think, you know, for so many of us, we could ask the same question of Jesus right now. Jesus, is this the time? As we're moving forward, as our governor is saying, hey, we're going to start to open things back up again. Is this the time you're going to restore our state, Jesus? Is this the time you're going to restore America? Is this the time you're going to restore our economy? And I often wonder if Jesus would say, hey, yeah, those are good things to ask. There's nothing wrong with asking for that. There's nothing wrong with working towards that, and we should be. But the, the t that question, leave that question for me to, to figure out. But here's what I do promise you. I do promise you that I will fulfill the promise to be with you during this season, that I will not leave you, that the Holy Spirit is with you and in you during this really trying time. That is something that we need to hear and hold on to. That is, that is something that's, that's even greater than everything going back to our new normal, whatever that looks like. That we get to hold on to the promise that God and the Holy Spirit is with us. I want to end by telling you this story. The story of a friend of mine, or friends of mine, this couple, Lori and Sean, they have two beautiful twin girls. And right when we were starting to shelter in place, right when all this was happening, their, their two girls were about ready to have a birthday. And, and their mom on, on camera, you know, recorded them, posted this on social media. She posted that, you know, what do you want for your birthday, girls? And the one, the one little girl said, I want a mermaid. You know, and, and emphatically excited about getting a mermaid. And the other one said, I want a unicorn. Uh, and... And, and so excited about that. You know, typical little girl things they might ask for. But then they both 
on camera, they thought about it and they realized, and together, even with more passion, that they wanted their dad. They wanted their daddy. See, their dad, Sean, had been working overseas in Germany uh, for some time, and there was some question if he was going to make it back as, as travel bans were being put in, as you know, country, our country was kind of hunkering down. There was a lot of question of when and if he would get to come back and if he would make it back in time for the girls and their birthday. But what they didn't know, what they didn't know is that Sean had arrived earlier that day and that he was hiding behind uh, them on camera. And when they said more than anything that they wanted their daddy to be with them, he jumped out and surprised them and bear hugged them and they embraced. And I love that because that's a picture of what we can hold on to. We can hold on to and rest in this promise that our Father is with us during this season, that He will love us during this season. I don't know if those girls got their other wishes. I don't know if they got a mermaid or a unicorn. I'm guessing they didn't get the actual things. Uh, but I, I don't know if they got you know toy, toys of those or not. But what I do know is they got what they needed the most. They got uh, to be with their dad. They got to be reconnected with their father. And so my hope and prayer for all of you during today, during this week, during the next couple months, is we do hopefully start to go back eventually to some sort of normal and we see things get restored. I hope and pray that you can rest in and receive the promise that the Holy Spirit is with you and in you during this time. Well, hey, let me, let's just take a few minutes here and let's just have a little bit of ministry time. Let's rest and do what we love to do here at the Vineyard. Let's wait uh, and rest in the promise the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us, that he wants to show up, that he wants to move and be active in our lives. So I would encourage you to, if you feel comfortable, close your eyes. You can open your hands if you want to, but let's just take a few seconds here to just wait and rest in the Holy Spirit. So we just, we just say the prayer, come Holy Spirit, we just wait on you. We just rest in your presence. We rest in your promises, Lord. This might be a little bit of a risk, but uh, I just had a picture of, of someone, uh, of you, somebody falling off a ladder. I don't know, like a tall ladder or a step stool. I don't know. One of you, I don't know if one of you have fallen off a ladder in the last couple of days and hurt yourself. But if that's you, I just want to pray healing over your body. I don't know what hurts right now, but I just want to say a quick prayer. So the Holy Spirit, I just pray and come. Would you meet that that person right here, right now? Would you heal them? I just pray, Lord, that you would take away their pain uh, wherever that's at in their body right now in the name of Jesus. Come and just
just minister them, Holy Spirit. I'll just speak to the pain and say, be gone in the name and authority of Jesus. Be gone. Be healed. If that's you, if you if you do me a favor, if you'd reach out to the church this week, email us or you know, email or call the church. I would just I just love to to hear from you and, and continue to be praying for you. But but I also just had a sense of a couple of things. I just had a sense that there's some of us that are that we're 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 tempted to, like I talked about, we're tempted to ask God for like hey God, I'm I'm willing to just eat chicken nuggets right now. Like I'm tired of waiting. I'm restless and I just I don't care anymore. Uh, but God is saying, Hey, hey, I have this delicious meal of steak for you if you'll just be patient. So if that's you, if you feel like you're in that state right now, let me just pray. God, I just pray that you would give us patience during this season. Patience as some of us are going to start going back to work, but not everything's reopening. Patience uh, just to see people that we know care about and love. I just pray for great supernatural patience right now, for, to wait for your timing in everything. Just pray for our leaders, wisdom for them to know when to reopen things. We, we, we trust you, Lord, in inspiring and speaking to them. And I just, I have another sense that there's just some of you who also are just waiting. You know God has promised you something and you think you know what it's gonna look like. And as I was talking about this story of the disciples thought they knew what it was gonna look like and God was saying, hey, it might look a little different than you expect. And I just have a sense that God might wanna just come alongside of you right now and, and kind of just give you faith to trust him, that he knows what's best for you. And even if it looks a little different, even if fulfilling the promises that he's given you looks a little different than you might expect, that, that it'll be better and, uh, than you could ever imagine. It'd be good for you. And that God is gonna wait with you during this season and rest with you. So hey, Naomi's gonna come up and lead us in one last worship song. And I would just encourage you all to just worship unabandonedly and find rest in God's presence and peace and the promises of him uh, during this one last worship song. So bless you guys.